Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt and Mike Molina. And we have a ton of guests today. They're all lined up and ready to go. We'll kick it off right after this Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we pay the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are. Tom Bernard Show. Um, is Mr. Michael's in yet? No, not yet. They usually come in a little... A, yeah, it yeah, happens. Quarter He's a very after. nice guy. I just met him this morning. Really, really good guy. How's that 19 degrees doing for you? Oh, I wish it felt like wind. 19. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Is it 19 degrees right now? Yeah, and the wind is blowing yeah, like Yeah, the mad. wind makes it feel like it's two. I just don't understand. I wind just... chills in April. Happy days are here again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to laugh or you'd cry. Do you have a cold? Yeah. No, his nose is running from the cold. Yes. Do you have a cold or is your nose running from the cold? <laughs> Both. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. What a world. Honest to God. I, well, again, everybody expects it to be nice in April. I'll never understand why yeah. we Minnesotans think it's going to be nice in April. It's nice maybe two days a year in April. It's usually not this bad. Yes, it's yeah. horrendous. <laughs> it's horrendous. It's always been horrendous, and it's always going to be horrendous. That's true. April does stink. From June 15th to Christmas Day, it's wonderful. Christmas Day, well... The 26th of December till June 14th, it's horrible. 
It is every year, and you know. I have to agree with Catherine, though. It feels worse this year than years past. Yeah, I, well, Well, we had like a, we didn't have any snow in December, and we didn't Mm -hmm. have freezing cold um, temperatures in December. November was really nice, so we didn't really start winter until mid-January. But it's, well, it's a situation where everybody thinks that, that somehow the earth has shifted now and that winter has moved back a month and a half. It's like, no. Sometimes it's early. So I remember it snowing in September. So settle down, everybody. Well, I remember when we were kids. That, I mean, there, seriously, there was so much snow every winter. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could jump off of our first floor balcony into the driveway. And there was so much snow that we, you know, it was like jumping into a pillow, a bunch of pillows. It was just like feet and feet of snow all the time. So we don't get that much snow like we used to, I don't think. Well, this year we've gotten, what, 90-some inches? I don't know. Some years it is over 100, though. There's no doubt about it. Well, since the weather is so horrendous, and this is a full-service show, all we do on the show is give, give, give. That's true. That's all we do. It's community service oriented. Uh, that's all I know. So, make a noise, get hunted. That's the premise of A Quiet Place set in a world ravaged by sound-sensitive aliens. Directed by John Krasinski, yes, Jim from Office. The film follows a family led by Krasinski and his real-life wife, Emily Blunt, and has an impressive 96% rating from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, Rotten Tomatoes means absolutely nothing. It can be rigged, but I have heard from everybody, including Mike Evans. That it's really, really good. Really? Yep. You dislike horror movies? See A Quiet Place anyway, Jocelyn Novak writes at the AP. It's ingeniously creepy with jump-out-of-your-seat moments, but it also mm-hmm. offers an inventive premise and a terrific cast. Blunt can register fear, joy, love, anxiety. In one scene without needing to utter a word, says Novak, and an impressive, uh, and impressive for a horror, horror film, A Quiet Place only occasionally strains its own logic. The quieter it gets, the more noise it makes, writes Adam Graham at uh, Detroit News, describing A Quiet Place as a masterful horror tale that will leave audiences gasping for air. Krasinski gets high praise. He makes us think about our own relationship with sound and sets a gripping mood from the very beginning. It makes for a bold experiment in fear with a triumphant payoff. You'll leave elated or I'll eat my words, writes Jeanette Katsoulis of this old-fashioned creature feature. Krasinski forces us to pay attention to facial expressions in a way that hearing audiences are rarely required to do. And the actors deliver, seeing deaf actor Millicent Simmons cycle through hurt, doubt, anger, and acceptance in one of the movie's singular pleasures. Katsoulis writes at the New York Times, The movie rocks. If A Quiet Place has one flaw, it's that it never lets up. There's little breathing space between its breathtaking moments, says Stephanie Zakarik, or Zakarik, maybe. At times, she calls the film one of the most terrifyingly effective horror movies and one of the most poetic horror movies in years. This is gushing. Its its sound design alone is glorious, locating the infinite gradations, or gradations, in that uh, thing we so casually call silence. Yeah, Emily Blunt said to John Krasinski, after uh, shooting it, you do realize you made a silent film. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean... So the creatures, you have to... They're blind. Okay. 
So, so you can't make any noise or they'll make, kill you. You can't make any noise because if you make noise, they know where you are. But if you don't make noise, they can't find you because they're blind. So a slight whimper even. Anything. <laughs> it sounds like something you and I should go see this weekend. Mm, like maybe I mean, those tonight. people are gushing about this movie. I haven't or, heard any, any critics gush about a movie in a long time. Yeah, Mike Evans, as I said, uh, just loved it. Um, Timmy Lammers, I believe, just loved it as well. Everybody that's talk, talking about A Quiet Place says it's just fantastic. Huh. Which bothers me, because whenever that happens, then I go, see, so you go, really? This is what you were gushing about? On the comments there, are there any are there, are there any normal see. people that saw it that are saying decent things? Or is it all, are they all fighting about politics? Uh, it says, eh, there's no horror, just raw violence and gore. I think the last horror movie that actually got me was Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Last year, Get Out surprised critics and wild audiences. This year, Quiet Place is doing the same. Thrillers have, uh, that have more on their minds. And in both cases, small movies that opened big and delivered the goods. Bravo to John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Uh, Bob, I do not watch horror movies. They scare the crap out of me, and people around me do not like the smell. I'm still scared of the swamp monster. Was he talking about the thing? Swamp thing? Not the thing, but swamp thing. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. One of your haters is a swamp thing. I know that. Oh, I have another. What are you going to talk about, the haters again? No, she's the original hater. Oh, the original hater? Yeah, I call her swamp thing. Swamp thing. Oh, yeah. Well, she's. A, I'm sure she's a real genius. How are things at Lane Bryant? Thank you very much. Great to be here. That's an inside joke, but it all works out in the end. Oh, um, shaming. Yeah, again, it, it's not a situation where whatever. I don't. Well, I don't, I don't know. Care. It sounds like something that would be at least worth seeing, worth yeah. checking out. I think maybe uh, if Bob Sansfair goes and sees it and likes it, we know we won't like it. Right. Or John Lastman. If John Lastman saw it and liked it, Oh, that's it, I'd right. He it. told us some horrible movies oh, to go he, see. He thought that other swamp thing, what the, the, was the name of it again? Let's Stoop the Lizard. What was the name of that movie? Oh, uh, uh, something water. You no. know what it is. Shape something of Water. Shape of Water. Shape I of Water. I bet you it, Rip Michaels in, is in studio. Rip, 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 Michaels. <laughs> I know nobody makes as much noise as you do. <laughs> I am the shape of water. Moving it. Are you? Are the, you? Did you? Did you see the shape of some, water, Rip? Do you have some scales? Uh, no, but I am built like a whale, so uh, I, I feel. <laughs> You're not built like so, a whale at all. Wait, a movie was made about me. Yeah. Oh. Gained a little weight since my uh, my pictures. That's all. Oh, just a little? Yeah, okay, I'm a lot, okay? I've gained enough weight where, like, uh, I'm going to tell you a true story. I've gained enough weight to the point where okay, here we go. I found that I'm not, uh, I'm I'm way too big for the rides at Six Flags. I didn't know that until you get there, because they don't tell you that, and it's the most embarrassing story ever. But I'm going to tell, tell you what happened. So I go to Six Flags, my daughter's 12, I take her to Six Flags, and it's her. she's always wanted to go to Six Flags, her thing. So I finally yep. take her, because she's finally tall enough to get on a roller coaster. So we get on a roller coaster, and I sit next to her, and, and the thing won't close. The thing that pull over your chest, the thing where like the Superman or the Batman ride, so it won't mm-hmm. go down. And so then, the little, you know, they have little kids running, so they're coming over there, and they're just trying to push it down on my chest. And they all collectively, after three people trying to push it to make it snap, go, sir, it has to close. And I'm oh. like, okay, so what does that mean? Do you have an, like, on the plane, do you have an extension or what is that? <laughs> it was like, no, sir, it has to close. And when they say that, it slowly registers in my brain that they're saying that you're too big, that bears can't ride this ride. And you're just crazy. 
froze. But they don't want to say it. I heard your feelings. So you just keep saying over and over. So it has to close. And so then you see all the people in line because I'm holding up the roller coasters. There's two roller coasters behind. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm such... I'm so overweight and I'm, my daughter's just sitting in a chair by herself so they make me get off and my daughter goes on a roller coaster by Aww. herself and then she comes back with a sad face and I'm like, sweetie, how was it? You've always wanted to roll a roller coaster. It was great. And she goes, oh, no, we can go, dad. We can go. I was like, you didn't think it was great? She was like, it was okay. And then what happens is my daughter's lying to me unbeknownst to me because we go down this thing and they give you, a, they show you a picture of what you are on the ride. And so I'm looking at the picture my daughter is screaming having the time of her life and I was like, I thought you said you had no fun. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Dad, I had so much fun, but I didn't want to embarrass you because I didn't tell you to stay up late eating hot dogs and ice cream. I'm so sorry. You're so fat. <laughs> wow. so I spent the whole six flags yeah. getting on no rides. I think the only ride I can get down was the hot dog line. I think then I went there like three times. <laughs> wrong with the hot dog line? <laughs> yeah. No so question. I got to definitely get back in the gym. So, well, you're, you must be. It, it's better to be a little on the heavy side with our weather. Yeah, it is yeah, freezing out here. Warm. It is absolutely freezing. Freezing cold. And I'm from Chicago, and I'm not used to this. I, I guess I'm not dressed well because it's spring, so I bought a little thin jacket, and I feel like oh. I'm wearing. I feel like I got to dress with the back out because I keep just touching my back. <laughs> why, why is this wind cutting my lower spine? Oh, Murray, Murray where'd you grow up? I grew up here. Uh, I was raised here. Oh, I was so born I in Southern California, but I was raised here in Minnesota. You were raised in Minnesota. Yeah. How did you end up here from Southern California? Uh, my family runs an import-export business, so we did uh, jewelry, oh, okay. clothing, that kind of stuff. And it just Marijuana. So they're the here. mob? Yeah, pretty much. Now, is this an import-export business that's run out of your trunk? Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. We have storefronts. We, we like to keep it legit. <laughs> we like to keep it legit. Oh, that's a good that's thing. That's good. That's a good thing. Murray gets picked on a lot when he comes in, Rip. It just happens. You know, it just happens that way. And well, by the way, Rip, just one, one quick, uh, quick note. Like this morning, you were looking for me. You're not going to find me this afternoon either. I, I'm realizing that. <laughs> I'm realizing that as I look into the camera, uh, like Mad Max, and I'm, just looking at it and I'm like, it's too cold to go out. I was like, it's too cold too to go out. I love go your out. life. I love mm-hmm. your life. <laughs> it does work out well in horrible weather. There's no doubt about that. It does work out in horrible weather. But, Murray, I got to tell you, we had so much fun this morning when Rip came on the uh, morning show. It just, uh, I always love meeting new people that I find to be very, very funny and a good interview. And Catherine is here with me. My wife is here with me. Usually my, our son is here, and some days our daughter's on the show. But it's just Catherine to me. And and I, I, I saluted Rip this morning because one of the first things he said is that, that he's a Christian. Mm-hmm. I said, man, that's taking, a, that's taking a chance in show business telling yeah, people you're days. a Christian. Right. But, uh, hey, I love it. I think it's wonderful. You're a very honest guy, and you're a very funny guy, and that's, that works for me. Yeah, I think it was a solid interview, man. Thank was, you very, very much. I appreciate it. I was nervous, too. I was, I was extremely nervous, but you guys uh, working with you guys was great, and your, your staff was super cool, too. And then Murray's over here dressed like a, a video game boss. He got, like, a chain on. I don't know if you can see what he's wearing. <laughs> 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 the That's guy, you've been on the last level. I was like, he's, he's wearing a <laughs> That is Murray. <laughs> You're on the last level. <laughs> Murray. <laughs> Fight. Murray on the last level. Yeah, Murray's a last level kind of guy. There's no question about it. But he's so, super so cool. So why were you nervous? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm sorry. The only, re- the only reason I ask you that, the only reason I ask you why, why you were nervous is because I, once in a while, do radio tours to promote this show. And I hate them. 
I got to be very honest with you. I hate doing radio interviews, radio tours, because 99% of people have no idea how to interview somebody. Mm. Don't you find that to be true? Uh, yeah, that's why that's why your your interview was so great because it was, you made me come to right off the back, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Then it just turned fun because most people are just driving like, and they're really getting you out of there. I feel like sometimes you go and it's just they're doing it out of obligation. Like, oh, he's at the comedy store all weekend. Rip Michael. And then just so quick. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta try that. Yeah. Oh, and Murray's with him too. Yeah, and Murray, live at the comedy store, making his way to main stage. It's Rip Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, coming down the <laughs> like a like a gentleman's club announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> get your ones up for Rip no, Michaels. Great. So I thought it was a great it, interview. It, it, it. Well, thank you very much. It's very nice of you. But I am actually interested in, in people and uh, the different lives they, they live. I'm very proud of you and the fact, I don't even, we've never met in person, but I'm very proud of the fact that uh, Rip stepped up. He has a 12-year-old daughter that he raises by himself. She's been with him for the last 10 years. Uh, anytime a father steps up like that, I'm very, very proud to say that I'm a, I'm a father myself. And Catherine and I have two children. It, it just, you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, and that's what all people should do. Right? Yeah. Everybody. I agree. Everybody. I, 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 there's no trophy for being the person you're supposed to be. <laughs> what did Chris Rock say? <laughs> people want <laughs> no, awards for being the dad, but like, you're supposed to do that. Right? That's exactly right. We'll be right back. More Tom Bernard Show with Rip Michaels. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Our very special guest, Rip Michaels, is at the Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight. Two shows, Smart Night, two shows, and a show on Sunday. And Melina and Murray, you probably know this too. And Rip, my wife, Catherine, is on the comment section in the newspapers again. I, I, I don't know why she loves it so much. I, Rip, honest to God, and Murray knows this, and Melina knows this, but every time something good happens to me, the newspapers just shred me. They hate my guts. What? But the, oh yeah, they hate me. You know, honest to God, Rip, 
it's a weird world in that because I treat everyone the same, I'm a racist. What? <laughs> That's not what they think. Because I talk to everybody the same. I treat everybody the same. Uh, they think there's a woman. Now, she, she wasn't, a, uh, you know, like a far lefty. She was a far righty. She, she believes that uh, I should uh, be fired because Jesus hates bigots and I'm a bigot. What? <laughs> so I got them on both sides, man. I got wow. them on both sides going after me. But there's a there's a trifecta apparently this week. Uh, they're going after me. They're going after you know my pillow, Mike Lindell. You know the my pillows you see on TV. The guys, uh, yes, yes my pillow. They made in America, my factory, in my backyard. Right. Yeah, my pillow. That's my pillow. Well, Mike Lindell's a good friend of mine. They rip him to shreds. And now Tim Pawlenty, who used to be the governor of Minnesota, is going to run for governor again. So they're ripping the hell out of him, too. Mm -hmm. There's a trifecta going this week, Murray. Man, I'll tell you what. As long as they uh, <laughs> keep you in the conversation, I'll, we'll be all right. Wow. I, I would never think some, the, the my pillow guy would be. <laughs> he seems so nice. It's like my pillow. Right. Yeah, I watch his commercials all the time. I go to his kiosk all the time. Oh, it's kiosk. I didn't know you had a kiosk. He's got a couple of different kiosks. A lot of lazy workers, but love the kiosk. What if you expect but, uh, lazy workers in the pillow factory? Why is everybody sleeping you know, on a job? We make pillows. <laughs> Rip, i got to introduce you to Mike Lindell someday because Mike Lindell, you will notice in his commercials, you can always see the crucifix around his neck because he is a big-time Christian. Yeah. And that's why they hate him. Yeah. Wow, being ostracized for religion now is crazy. <laughs> It is. It's definitely it happening. Really we were talking about that earlier. It's really, it's really happening um, everywhere. It, it is. is. Yeah, it it's is. Scary. It's absolutely true. So you got to read one comment on on Palenti now. You, are you on Palenti? Or are you on Lindell? Or are you are you on me now? No. She loves this. She loves to read me. Look, listen to how much this person hates you, honey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's all reassuring, man. It's all good. That's hilarious. Okay, one one of the comments. Um, Here she goes. Uh, yeah, if, his if, campaign slogan, Make Minnesota Broke Again. Ooh, is that the best you can do? Uh, yep, one of the great ultra douches of our time. <laughs> uh, ultra douche. I didn't know such a thing. I didn't either. I no idea. <laughs> I will look for that next time I'm in a finished product. Do you have any ultra douche? What an effing Ooh, yeah. joke. Just give ultra. me a minute while I puke. You notice I said, I said, just give us one comment. My wife loves negative comments about people she knows so much she can't stop reading them. <laughs> I just, wow. Like I said, I, I, what I just love is that, you know, um, this this newspaper, it's not really a newspaper. It's like a giveaway uh, things to do around town. Um, it It's super, super liberal, which is fine. You can mm, be as sure. liberal as you'd like to be. Yep. I don't care. But anytime there's somebody that they don't like, I mean, they they always print a an article about them and then they just trash them. It's just like that's yeah. not that's not journalism. Well, I think the problem you have is, and, and actually, Rip and I talked about this earlier this morning, just briefly. Didn't spend a lot of time on it, but anytime your religion, you use your religion to hurt someone else, that's a horrible thing. But every time you use use your ultra tolerance to hurt someone first of all it doesn't make any sense yeah they don't seem to see that if it's the same thing if you're ultra tolerant and plus the fact don't use your political beliefs to hurt people and it's amazing to me here's the deal here's how it is rip because this doesn't make any sense to anybody any anybody i first meet doesn't make any sense but see my deal is and i, and I talked about this a great deal on april 4th 
I grew up very poor well, with six brothers and sisters. My mother raised us. My father was, was uh, mentally ill, and he was institutionalized when I was 10 years old. And he wasn't around much before then either. But so to me, I grew up in a neighborhood that was mixed race. People of all races. There weren't a lot of Asians, but there weren't a lot of Asians in Minnesota at the time. They just weren't. There were some, but not a lot. So I treat everyone the same. I couldn't possibly care what color your skin is, what your religion is, what your gender is, what your orientation is. I don't care about any of that stuff. All I learned from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was the content of your character. That's what matters to me. I, I, I feel it deeply every April 4th because Martin Luther King was my hero when I was a little boy. Okay, I'm white, but Martin Luther King, black, but 50 years ago, 50 years ago, he was my hero. So how I went from that to a bigot, I don't understand. But apparently that's, they figured that out somehow. Wow. I don't know how. Wow, to be ostracized like that is crazy. I mean, that's how you're supposed to people treat people uh, equally. And I don't understand why, you, why you're not supposed to give anybody special treatment. It's supposed to be treated equally. I think when, even when you give special treatment, yeah. it becomes a form of, of racism. I mean, if you're going to speak to me, hey, Absolutely. good morning, Rip. Like, don't talk to me good morning. Like you. <laughs> what am I slow? <laughs> what, can I, what can I help you with today? <laughs> what yeah. can I do for you? Would you like any neutral colored coffee? Like, is, you mean black coffee? Or would you, oh, we don't do that here. <laughs> Don't use those words. Oh, don't say. We don't say black coffee. Don't say black coffee. It's terrible. You can't do that. But but seriously, I I I think the world will wake up one of these days and realize. Mm, I don't know. That using your religion to kill people and to hurt people is is a really bad idea. And pretty much all religions have been guilty of it, but not in the last several hundred years. A couple of them have. And then also when when you uh, use your politics to hurt other people, a la um, I hate you because you don't believe what I believe, it's got to stop. I mean, it, it just has to stop. That makes sense, doesn't it? I think so, a thousand percent. I love it. See now, and you have a voice. You have a national voice. Catherine Rip has not one but two TV shows. Big shot that he is. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still trying to get. <laughs> I got some big shot friends. No, uh-uh. that, that always keeps me humble. One people, you're like, oh my god, this is a thirty million dollar house. Yeah, this is this is super nice. Can I spend a night? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, being around a different house gonna be nice. Yeah, being around different people. Um, it always keeps you grounded. And you know, I've just been blessed to to work a lot this year, and been blessed to have some of my my projects actually, you know, uh, uh, uh come forth. And it's just been a great year. It's been a, you know with the tour, with the you know the the hungry in the hood, with the off the rip, all that. Oh, it's just been a huge blessing mm-hmm. and that's how I look at it and it's it's, it's plenty more because I'm just not really you know working I, I've been behind the scenes for a lot of years writing for from Anthony Anderson all the way down to Brandy Jackson Cedric just a lot of mm-hmm. different people and you know it's been my turn to finally get into the light and it's been fun God it was so funny like this week's Blackish with speaking of Anthony Anderson his son refuses to go to Howard University. It just pisses him off. <laughs> it's really funny. It's very funny. He gets into Howard University and dad's Anthony. Full ride scholarship. Full ride scholarship. Oh, I'm so happy. Howard University. Uh, traditionally a black college. It's unbelievable. We had to go to Howard because they wouldn't let us in white colleges. Well, dad, I'm going to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It is a funny Fantastic. episode. Funny episode. Yeah, it was a very, very fu- funny episode. He's a very nice man. I, I, see, that's the whole thing. As, as I, 
I've interviewed people. I used to love to have Charlie Murphy on the show. I used to um, see. I was a huge fan of Black Jesus. You mean Charlie Murphy? Charlie Murphy. Charlie you mean Charlie Murphy? Murphy. Darkness. Charlie Darkness Charlie. is spreading. Everybody. Darkness. Darkness is in the room. <laughs> Now, see, I'm sorry, but Catherine and I would sit and watch Black Jesus, and when Charlie Murphy was the landlord or the superintendent or whatever he was, and he would come in and say things to Pete. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and then we would have him on, on the show, and I'd go, gee, I wonder, I wonder if we should edit out that part. Where he's yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Because <laughs> he would just say whatever he wanted to. Yeah, I love Charlie for that. I've known Charlie for a while, and I love him for that. Oh, that was tough. That was a tough deal right there because Charlie Murphy was hilarious. And he was just really getting his just dues to me. Like, he was just getting really, you know, coming underneath uh, from under the umbrella of Eddie and just, like, being known as himself with the tour Mm -hmm. that they were doing with, um, uh, what is it? I forgot the name of the tour. Uh, What was the name of the tour, Moses? Uh, with George Lopez. Wait a minute, you have Moses with you? Yeah, he's right there. He's right there in his in his wool coat. Moses. I don't know if you can see him. <laughs> Moses, I, I gotta tell you something. I really like the job you do in the Bible. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> I do my best. Now, I Moses, do my best. We, Moses, were you on the morning show as well? well oh, uh, yeah, I was there. It was an awesome interview. I loved it. Well, Moses, you you should have see. I love having. Now, I, do you do you do you, uh, you work with Rip? Yes, management. Oh, oh, you manage Rip? Yes, correct. Oh, I love talking to managers. I really do. I love talking to managers Uh-oh. because. Well, uh, he can't say what he really wants to in front of him. Oh, Moses, will, Moses is that dude. Moses will tell you exactly what it is to your face. Okay, that's why I love right. Moses. Like one of the richest people I ever met. Now, how long? How long have you known Moses? Uh, at least 10 years. At least 10 years. He worked with Michael Blackson. I've, I've always seen him. And always like, when all those people you try to get attention to, he'd be like, hey, I'm over here. And he's like, okay, Rip, I'm getting on this private jet uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to talk, yeah. but I don't have time. Now, I've always... Uh, no, that's great. Rip is one of those guys that you've always... No matter who you put on stage with him, he'll get that standing O. It doesn't matter how big the comic yeah. is. He's that talented. Nice. I can see that. Now I'll give you an example of why some people hate me because they don't understand it. About because I say things like I'm about to say, "What's it like being in a room with one Sicilian and three black people?" <laughs> What's They're it like? They're like what? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "I want to try to think," but the Sicilian is a big black. Uh, he is a big man. Michael Molina. Did you guys meet Mike Molina? Or did you just come in? Oh, I thought you were doing it like a, a, a you walk into a, 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 a bro. You talking about the radio no. station. I thought you were doing one of those jokes where you'd be like a, a black man, white man, or Chinese man walking to a bar. I didn't know what was going. So I thought, uh, I thought it was right a setup. I'm so sure right there right now. Oh, that's, I, I didn't catch that. I, I'm, that totally went over my head. I didn't catch it. I'm so sorry. I thought he was. I thought you were giving no, me a no, setup. I, like, what, what does it feel like? Oh, oh. So, oh, I, no. That's great. Everybody's well. super it's super warm. It's, it's like like family here. I think everybody treats me super nice. Uh, see, that's how, it, that's how it should be. Yeah, Molina is a very, very proud Sicilian. There's no question about it. Forget about it, huh? <laughs> what are you going to do, huh? <laughs> Forget about it's it. It's eggplant over here. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's Where's what I'm talking about. Eggplant. Oh, I, I was like, huh? <laughs> eggplant parmesan over here. Eh? This guy. <laughs> See, that's how I see the Mugliani, world. Mugliani, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. 
He went with Moulinian. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a, uh, now, I should explain to people that Moulinian, all Moulinian means is eggplant. That's what it means. It's melanzan, only it's mispronounced by Mike's people. <laughs> but it's also used to describe uh, something else. <laughs> Such delicious nickname for people. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Delicious. What is it about the Italians? It's always food. It's always some it's kind always of delicious food. food. <laughs> the best thing you could ever call somebody. I knew that, 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 man, that's phenomenal. That is absolutely fantastic. It really is. Uh, <laughs> uh, how do you know? Oh, Chicago? Uh, Chicago, of course, in New York. In New York, you get to be around, like, that's the the blessing of living in New York. I get to entertain so many different uh, ethnicities in New York. Like, sometimes I'll do yeah. uh, a show, yeah. and it'll be all Russians, and I'll be like, hey, it is me, it is Nikolai, it is me, I'm from Southside <laughs> Moscow. You don't, you never heard black Russian? No. <laughs> or you out in Brighton Beach. Beach. Yeah, yeah Brighton Beach. He's out in Brighton Beach. That's right. That's exactly it. Now, now see, Rip and Moses and Murray and Mike, Honest to God, that's what's funny to me because that's how I grew up. But now, if I do that, oh wait a minute, you can't do that. You're an older white guy. You can't. You can't say things like that. Why? What? To the world, man. Because they're crazy. They think they're tolerant, but they're the la- They're far from liberal and tolerant. They oh oh you can't do that. Oh that's that's really offensive. Like come on, man. Yeah. That's how we get to know each other. The issue is everybody's nice to everybody's face, and they go and write reviews at home. Well, yeah, hold up, and you didn't even—you got different. You Moses is Haitian, so you got all kind of different things going over here. I'm surprised I'm Moses hit you with a oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in Hispaniola. As See? a matter of fact, I was on the other side. I was in the Dominican, the Dominican actually. Yeah. A lot yeah. of baseball. Yeah. A lot of baseball. That's hilarious. Well, there are, man. They play some baseball over anywhere. The they will play Republic. any. They will play baseball anywhere in the Dominican Republic. Gas station, field, sugar cane field. Yeah, everywhere. That's a I can say that because I'm half we'll Spanish. Right so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we're going to talk about that in part three. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well. I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? 
Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Italian, white people, period. Y'all go crazy after y'all see a Rocky movie because y'all believe that shit. Because the movies are so emotional and so real. You sit there and go like, hey, this is real. Yeah, and Stallone have y'all white people pumped, especially Italians. After Italians see Rocky, they come out the movie theater, they'd be like, Italians are funny people because they act like niggas. It's real funny. <laughs> they do. They hold a dick more than us to be standing around like, get the fuck out of here. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy over here. <laughs> Hey, Tony, come here. Tell Anthony to tell Antonio. To... <laughs> it's always Tony. Hey, Tony, tell Tony to tell Tony to I... tell Anthony to tell Antonio. <laughs> I, got a, I got a brother named Tony, and my our son's name is Andrew Anthony. So you're absolutely right. <laughs> that's very funny. Oh, God, that's funny. Hey, you dropped the big Vinny's. in, and everybody laughed. See, everybody can get comfortable. It's a good thing. Uh, no doubt about it. Now, now, Rip, I love the way you describe your father's presence in your life. <laughs> well, yeah, weekends and holidays. <laughs> that's right, Michael Jordan. I love that. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Right, because that's what mom used to always say. He's like, your dad get to come in here like he Michael Jordan, because like we would just run to my dad, and no matter what he did, we didn't see him so much, and we would just run. So it literally, we like the Bulls when they come out the tunnel <laughs> with the light. Yeah. <laughs> And now, starting right up, he doesn't pay child support, but he loves to give hugs and $5 and forward for your no good father. And we now, you say he's Spanish. Mm-hmm. Now, is he Span- Spain Spanish? What kind of Spanish? He's from Honduras. Oh, he's from Honduras. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, but but he would come on. <laughs> now, were there any specific holidays he would come on, or was this all holidays? It was just whenever. We would never, it would, you would never know when my dad was showing up. The times he told us he was going to show up, he wouldn't show up. And the times we thought he wasn't going to show up, he would show up. But like, now you show up. Great. Now you got to stop playing with my friends. Go hang on with my dad. It was just funny. It's just always a, a funny story with my dad. But I love him to death. That's I'm, fantastic. I'm, I'm glad he was. Yeah, that- while he was around, I'm, I'm glad he was when he was. See, that's magnificent. That's a great way to look at it. Now, Moses, I have to ask you a question. Sure. Mo- where did you grow up, Moses? Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Now, you ever been to South Florida? Of course. I used to go. Okay. That's where oh, the Haitians go. That's the Haitians. Ain't, ain't that where the college Haitian, jets are? Right? <laughs> I'm just telling you, don't mess with the Haitians in South Florida. <laughs> I know some. My <laughs> nephews are down there. They're, 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 they're zoes. <laughs> so they, you know. Don't let Moses fool you. He speaks full Creole. Like, he got this cool, like... <laughs> oh, do you really? Oh, my God. So this of course. <laughs> I have to. I have to speak to my parents. I have to. So, so did your parents live in Louisiana or something? No, no. When or he says he Creole, Creole, he's Haitian in, in Creole. Haitian Creole. Oh, Haitian Creole. Okay. Yeah, yeah so hate. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, it, it, what's so great about that? Well, I said I just, I just was in the Dominican a couple of weeks ago, and I got back, and I hopped in a taxi in Miami, and I'm riding along, and the driver's talking to me, and I'm, and I'm going, yes, absolutely. I have no goddamn idea what he's saying to me. And it turns out he was, yeah, Creole Haitian. 
a That's lot of taxi for, drivers in Miami. <laughs> that, they are, absolutely. He's a great guy, yeah. but I couldn't understand one damn word he was saying to me, I'll tell you that. But he didn't. He did not know that the island was called Hispaniola. Yeah. He yeah. he didn't know that. He just knew it was the Dominican Republic and Haiti. He did not know that the island itself. The island had a itself, name. yes, correct. I'm I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. I, I I I got a college education. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, nah, okay. Well, I didn't. I I didn't know yeah. that. And I also don't know the, the capital of Idaho. So I guess <laughs> 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 is it Boise? I'm not sure. <laughs> How about, well, it might be. How about Vermont? You know the capital of Vermont? I don't think Burlington. No, no, it's um, no Montpelier. No. You're called, no. Montpelier. Very good, Montpelier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Montpelier everyone wants to say Burlington because you know, wow. that's where everyone goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. See, this is what I love about life, and I, I honestly, God, I try to explain to people why would I give a rat's ass what your skin color is, your your gender is, your orientation is, your religion is. I want to hear about your culture. How, now, look, Mike Molina, he's Sicilian, grew up in a very Sicilian-Italian family, but he lives in a Mexican neighborhood. I, I love that stuff, learning about all these different things, about all these different cultures, because that makes life so much better. Instead of being afraid of everything like people are, learn about it because it's really interesting how people ended up where they are, why they ended up there, how they ended up. We just had T.J. English on the show yesterday who writes some of the greatest books ever written like Havana Nocturne oh. and Patty Whacked. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. Of course. Fantastic, fantastic writer. He just wrote a book about, called uh, The Corporation, which is about the Cuban Mafia which started in New Jersey. And finding out why the Cuban Mafia would start in New Jersey, it was because of, uh, I think, what do they call it, Bistola? They call it, I think they call it Bistola, it's the numbers. Mm. The numbers game, the Cubans started in New Jersey with the Italian Mafia, and then they took over the numbers down in, in South Florida. Honest to God, Moses, it's the most fascinating story about how things happened mm -hmm. uh, the way they did. And, and, and how, So how did you end up in Boston? Oh, well, I, my parents came from Haiti looking for that dream. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so they, yeah, uh, so it, uh, Haitians usually come to either South Florida, New York, or Boston first. Those are the, yeah, that's true. Those are the three cities, Miami, Boston, or, or, or New York, that most of the Haitians will come from Haiti to first. And then they'll now, just where, kind where of. Where did you grow up in Boston? Oh, I grew up, well, I lived in, the, I, I was born in Boston, but I grew up mostly in Cambridge, right? You know, oh, you five did, okay. minutes from Harvard. I was going to say, I thought maybe oh, Dorchester. But yeah, yeah. I think, oh, no, I lived in, I've lived in Dorchester. I've okay. lived in, you know, all the other parts, too, but I grew up primarily in Cambridge. Okay. I moved around a little bit. Somerville, Medford, I used to play hockey, too. Um Back in the day. Wow, I would never a hockey playing Haitian? That's, yeah. just, that's funny. That just sounds like a <laughs> nah, no disrespect. I did it all. Hockey playing Haitian? <laughs> hockey you know what? I played, uh, I, I, baseball was the only sport I didn't really take to when, as a kid, but I played hockey. Wow, well, I would never know that. I, I, see, look, I've known him for 10 years. I never knew you played hockey. He was just complaining how cold Rip it was outside. Oh, I didn't say. See, that's different. It's not like I didn't say I like cold weather, um, but you know I'm used to it. I'm used to it. 
We have a we have a, a man on the show. He's from St. Louis, Missouri, originally, mm-hmm. an African American. His name is JB, and he's a hockey goalie. And you know what? You know the the face mask that hockey goalies wear, right? Mm-hmm. Rip, you know whose face he has on his hockey goalie mask? Mm-mm. Mine. Wow, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So I, I get hit in the face all the time. Yeah. Wow. Thanks to JB. You just People admit were, it on yeah. the radio that you take it in the face. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a segment right now. This is getting tougher by the minute. Getting tougher by the minute. It's funny that we no, speak about hockey. I used to actually have a job, uh, a show called Cheap and the Real. I, just, uh, this my, I did it for two years, and I actually covered uh-huh. the New York Rangers. That was the, uh, that was my thing. After the game and post interviews and stuff with the fans, it was called really? Cheap and the Real. Yeah. Uh, if you go look up, it's, it's still up there, a lot of the clips mm-hmm. on MSG mm-hmm. Network. And it's funny, being a black Guy after a hockey game trying to interview uh, pissed off fans is very very interesting. I'm just gonna leave it like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and they're like trying to catch him. Like, hey, what do you think about the game? <laughs> the Irish people. The hell do you care? Yeah, like, what are you even doing here? The hell do you care? Be like the Knicks play tomorrow. Care what I do. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think one of the hardest jobs I ever had to do, trying to get drunk fans That's after a hockey game to interview oh, them. Oh, and they're As drunk. A, yeah, and they're super drunk. Oh. So it's like, I'm not catching them going in. I'm catching them coming out. Like, after oh. losing. After losing. After losing. After losing. <laughs> And somebody thought it was a bright idea to stick. Yeah, a black guy with a camera and a microphone oh, outside man. of the garden. Hey! <laughs> oh, my God. I Whose idea was that? Because it's a great idea. It was the garden. I, I, I just think they didn't think a it all the way through. Idea. I think they didn't think it all the way through. It was like, yeah, this is dangerous, actually. This is- <laughs> Rip, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you interview drunk white people who just lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you should, you should step it up. You should be yeah. wearing a Flyers jersey or a Bruins jersey yes. then, too. Oh, Something. yeah. That, that's the only, that's thing, I only thing I could have did worse. Bruins hat on. That's the only thing I could have did worse. I think that's the only thing I could have done. you get your Bruins Bruins hat. Moses has his Bruins hat on right now. That's sure wonderful. Does. Yeah, I got to tell you something about about one of your hometown people. Uh-oh. You know Joe Rogan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan uh, uh, does a big time podcast and does some comedy and all the rest of it. I interviewed him one time, and he's not the friendliest guy to interview. I will tell you that. <laughs> he he's you know he's not that friendly a guy. So I'm you know, trying to loosen him up a little bit here. Like I've, all, I've lived all over the place and all the rest of it. And I know, you know, Rogan is an Irish name originally. So I said, well, so Joe, where'd you grow up? And he goes, in Boston. And I said, are you a townie or a Southie? And he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Now, why would he say that to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who's been near Boston and knows anybody Irish from Boston, they're going to know who a townie or a Southie is. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. I, I don't. I don't know. He's like, I have no. I have no idea what you're even talking about. It's like, what? what mm. Maybe he came from a wealthy family on the other side. Nah, of he, he would still know. He would still know. Yeah, he would still know. Absolutely, he would. My only thought was maybe he grew up in Roxbury and got his ass kicked on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barry don't play. <laughs> yeah, the Barry don't play. That's exactly right. So there you go. See, I love that Moses. Now, how did how did you and Rip meet? Uh, you know, through the comedy circuit. You know, so I mean, obviously, okay. I've, I've been doing this for a long time, working with different comics, and you know, obviously, I I recognize that talent. You know. Yeah. 
He's a very talented guy, young guy. Well, thank you no, very much. I appreciate that. Well, it's a fact. Ballpark, how old are you? I am 36 years old when my birthday comes up. So I'm 35 now. I'm about to be 36. When's your, when's your birthday? Uh, I'm not saying because it's coming up very soon. <laughs> so we're not going to happy birthday. <laughs> no, please do don't. Rip. Oh, we're good. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. Now, see, that makes me happy to meet young people you know, coming up in the business. Because I tell you what, they do say, and Murray would know this better than me, Moza would know this better than me, and Rip, you certainly would. But it, they say that it takes a comedian at least 10 years to dial in exactly what they're going to do mm-hmm. and to get really good at what they do. So mm-hmm. uh, to be 35 years old in comedy is not that old, man. That's mm-hmm. You've you got it all figured out. Do you, you guys agree with that? I think a lot of comedians uh, try too hard. To be comedians, and yeah, Ripper's real yeah. natural with it. Yeah, oh, thank you. There's, there's yep. some, there's some with just like the flow of life and the people skills mm-hmm. and everything that mm-hmm. fits in. So there's more to Rip as a as an entertainer, I would say, than just yeah. just a comedian. That's that's oh, all. No that's one hundred percent accurate. You just throw them in a the room and let it go. See, I'm blushing over here. I feel like I'm I'm watching my own funeral. And I'm <laughs> 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 I hear my own eulogy. I'm like, it's, better to hear, it's better to hear it while you're yeah, alive right. than in the casket. Right? I'm like, roll that beautiful bean footage. Uh, <laughs> a couple more ranger losses at the I garden. Know, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that would have been it. Nope. That would have been every- No, but it's true, though. You just you have a very natural ability to converse with people. You can be funny about it. That's uh, Not everybody can do that. Some people are stage people. They can only do it on stage, whereas you kind of live it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, I'm just always myself. I, I guess I never looked at it any other way of me just being myself. As a, that's just always has it been as a kid, even on stage, off stage. I believe most to tell you that's always my personality and having fun, just mm-hmm. just being me. I never looked at it as uh, an ability. I just thought it was just you know being yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard work. I mean, people. I don't think most people understand how tough it is to be a comedian. Yeah, working on television, working on the radio, working on stage. It's a lot of work. It's very very hard work. Uh, it's not just, hey, I show up and, you know, if you really enjoy it, it's not as hard a work as some other people would see it. But that's only if you're really good at it and really enjoy doing it. But, see, my job, I love this job. I've been I've been on the radio for 48 years now mm. with, wow. you know, brief stop just doing voiceover in New York. But, uh, the, I see, this is, this is a good part of my job. I got to meet you guys today. And whenever I meet new people and I laugh and have a good time, the, I, there are some days like, man, I don't know how much longer I want to do this. But then I meet people like you two, and I go, yeah, I do. I do want to keep doing this because there are more rips out there and there are more Moses out there. So, yeah, this is fun for me. So this is, this is as great for me as hopefully it, it will be helpful to you. I, I love Absolutely. this. Absolutely. No, I, did. I, I, I love, love it. And I think you're great. I think, honestly, you have a, a, a talent. You're you keep it moving. Guy. You keep it um, funny. You, you, you transition extremely well, and you keep it extremely entertaining. Like, you keep me on my toes, and I, I, I like that a lot. I really do. See, I'm pointing at my wife going, see what I tell you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you got a winner. You better hold on to me. I'm, out, I'm hot in these streets. Enjoy that beach view. <laughs> I wish we had a lot longer. Please come back soon. Come back to town soon. I right. love it. Thank, Thank you, you very much for having Fantastic. me. Fantastic. Oh, it's great having you on. Rip Michaels, ladies and gentlemen. Moses with him, of course. Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. And a Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. Tom Bernard Show.